Welcome to Zenly Organized, a podcast that helps entrepreneurs better organize themselves, optimize their time, and boost their productivity so they can scale their business serenely. My name is Sarah, and here I talk about organization and productivity tips, goal setting, habit formation, biological rhythms, personal development, mindset, self-care, and much more. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and leave a review. Now, sit comfortably, grab a drink, and get ready to zenly organize your business. Hello, and welcome to the Zenly Organized podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that I find needs to be uh, more widely known and discussed, um, and that is the menstrual cycle. Um, I find, in my experience, that um, most people have um, a knowledge of the menstrual cycle that is... um, mostly, you know, biological, <laughs> kind of just the, the biological aspect of the menstrual cycle, for example, the hormones or the um, organs and structures that are involved in it. And usually that knowledge dates back to high school and your biology class. And that's pretty much it. Uh, we don't really... Um, no more than that. Uh, at least most people I've talked to, and if I take from my also like my experience of my high school classes on the menstrual cycle, um, nobody ever uh, taught us what are the concrete impacts of the menstrual cycle on our body, on our mood, our emotions, and so much more. Um, kind of the concrete impacts, what we can really notice uh, and that have an impact on our life and not just kind of the how it works, which is, don't get me wrong, really important to know as well, but um, it's not really what's going to help us use and get to know our menstrual cycle uh, because it kind of feels just like this... um, this process that happens in our body and that we have kind of no control over and that, you know, yeah, we don't really know what happens when it actually has some impacts, some visible and uh, like tangible impacts on our life. As a result, many people go through life without ever, ever fully understanding what goes on inside ourselves and also feeling like our menstrual cycle is kind of a curse (laughs) or, you know, at least something um, very annoying and even disabling uh, because it's not seen as something positive in our society. Uh, It's even something that people are... uh, not, I wouldn't say afraid, not, not afraid, but they're ashamed of speaking of their, their menstrual cycle in it, and, and it shouldn't be because it's something normal, it's something natural and it gives life, you know, <laughs> so why should we be ashamed of it? Um, but, uh, in our society, really, uh, it's not really well accepted to talk publicly about our menstrual cycle. And so that's also why many of us don't know much about it. And we kind of feel like we're the only ones going through whatever <laughs> our menstrual cycle has for us. Whereas uh, usually many people go through very similar things. And if we were able to speak about it more openly, uh, we would see that we're not the only ones and that uh, we can also use our cycle in our to our advantage and not just kind of see it as a, uh, a punishment or a torture or something. Um, so also there's I think one one thing that explains why uh, 
we don't talk a lot about the menstrual cycle and why we're kind of ashamed of it. Um, it's because in our society, uh, linearity is what is rewarded and what is sought. So being cyclical is not viewed as something positive because it means that you're not um, reliable in some way because you're not always the same. You don't always have the same energy. You don't always have the same mood and things like that. But as I said in the last episode, this is not true. We are, as human beings, we are cyclical beings. So even if you don't menstruate, you are cyclical and it's impossible for us to be linear. So we really have to embrace this cyclicality uh, that we have. And I think that the menstrual cycle is a huge part in that. So that's why today I want to uh, help you see that um, positive aspect of your menstrual cycle, to see it in a new light and also help you uh, better understand it and learn how to use it to your advantage, because it doesn't have to be just something annoying or that messes up your <laughs> your emotions and your body and everything, you can use it to your advantage. Also, because despite what our society tries to make us believe, uh, cyclicality is uh, not something negative. It's something that uh, is, well, it's natural. That's how we are made. So embracing it makes us only more performant and more in touch with ourselves and this is something very, very important in my opinion. So um, that's what we're going to talk about today, menstrual cycle and its impact on productivity. Um, but before we dive into the topic, there are two um, important things I just wanted to mention. So first, whether you menstruate or not, I really encourage you to listen to this episode to better understand the people around you that do menstruate and kind of understand maybe uh, why they fluctuate and how that impacts um, many different aspects of their life. So uh, even if you don't menstruate, do stick around. I think you'll learn a lot of things that will be for your relationships with people that do menstruate. Second, if you menstruate but use a hormonal birth control method, you won't experience the cyclicality of your menstrual cycle um, because the like hormonal uh, birth cycles uh, actually kind of reduce the, the impact of your hormones and uh, their cycles. So you are a bit more linear um, than if you didn't use that. But it doesn't mean that you cannot reconnect uh, with your body and its cyclical nature. Um, one of the ways to do that is that you can symbolically follow the moon cycle, which is often associated with the menstrual cycle and its phases. So when I will talk about the different menstrual cycle uh, phases, sorry, of the menstrual cycle, I'll also talk about their um, counterparts in the moon cycle. So this way um, you can uh, follow these and still kind of reconnect to your cyclical uh, nature. So what is the menstrual cycle? Before I started learning more about the menstrual cycle and analyzing my own cycle, I thought that the menstrual cycle equaled the menstrual period and that nothing else happened in between, basically. <laughs> uh, so that it was just like menstruation and nothing more. But then I started observing myself and I started noticing some patterns from cycle to cycle. And I also started reading and learning more about the menstrual cycle. And that like was really incredible because I had a huge uh, realization thanks to that, is that our menstrual cycle has such an important impact 
on our life. It's really incredible. I'll tell you a bit more in a bit, like all some of the aspects, but there are many more, of course, um, that are influenced by the menstrual cycle, but it really plays a huge role um, in your life. So it's really important to pay attention to it. For example, I've been analyzing my cycle for the past eight years, and I still noticed uh, I still notice new things every now and then uh, that uh, are impacted by my menstrual cycle. So, really, uh, learning to to know, getting to know your uh, your cycle, it's a an ongoing process, but it's really incredible how much you can learn about yourself. But what is exactly the menstrual cycle? Before we dive into it, um, just to be sure, so I'm not going to do a full anatomy or biology lesson today, but I just wanted to give you a few uh, key pieces of information uh, just to make sure that we are all um, on the same page and that uh, we have all the information necessary to uh, continue after. So the menstrual cycle is actually composed of three different cycles, uh, which are the ovarian, the uterine, and the cervical cycles. And these three cycles, they interact between themselves and make up the menstrual cycle, and they are coordinated thanks to different hormones, um, five to be more precise, the estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, the FSH, and the LH hormones, and that's how they are connected and that all the different phases of the cycle are um, triggered. So a cycle starts on the first day of the menstruation and lasts until the last day before the next menstruation. And the average duration of the menstrual cycle is 28 days, but actually only 13% of women have a 28-day cycle. So um, the vast majority of women have shorter or longer cycles than that. So if yours doesn't last 28 days, it's not a problem. Um, Your cycle is considered normal if it lasts between 21 or 22 days and 35 to 36 days, depends on the source you're (laughs) looking at. But basically that's this. So if your um, cycle lasts between these days, it's normal. If If it lasts longer or shorter, than that, then you should uh, check out with your physician because there might be some imbalance and it's better to check it up. So make sure that uh, you do track your cycle uh, for that, uh, but also for other things, which we'll see in a bit, but uh, to make sure that you have a normal uh, cycle because having a dysfunctional cycle can have uh, impacts on your health. So make sure that uh, you're aware uh, of how long your cycle lasts. Now let's get to the important part of this episode. So what are the impacts of the menstrual cycle on your productivity? So as I mentioned before, the menstrual cycle has an impact on many, many aspects of our lives. And not only uh, on our body, you know, not only on our hormones or our organs or the body parts that are involved in it, but also on many other parts of our body. So here I'm going to give you a non-exhaustive list of elements that are influenced by it, because as I said, um, like everyone's cycle is different and uh, there are like very, like many, many aspects that are uh, impacted and maybe you are more impacted in some of them, maybe in the list I'm going to give you have others really the menstrual cycle is not a one-size-fits-all thing everyone is different everyone has um, its own cycle so um, some of the elements that are influenced by it you have your mood 
that probably you have noticed <laughs> your energy levels as well. This is also a huge one. Your emotions. Uh, we can have, especially in the premenstrual phase, some um, energy, uh, some emotion uh, dips and highs and lows and gets a bit complicated. Um, our thoughts also can be influenced by our menstrual cycle. Here again, you might notice that you have more negative thoughts um, during your premenstrual phase uh, than during the rest of your cycle. For example, this is uh, quite common. So your sociability also will vary. You might notice that there are some phases in your cycle where you feel more sociable, where you feel like going out and seeing people and others where you want to be left alone and not see anybody. Uh, your actions can also be influenced. Um, for example, the first phase... Um, after your menstrual cycle, which is called the follicular phase, um, you tend to be uh, more courageous and have, uh, yeah, be more bold. So um, you might uh, take on actions that you are usually scared of doing, whereas um, in other phases, you're uh, not really prone to action. So this is another interesting thing to notice. Uh, of course, physical manifestations, we all know that uh, maybe like we bloat in some periods, that we have like more pimples in some others, uh, that our breasts get sensitive, uh, we might have like diarrhea in certain phases, uh, like have ch um, noticed changes in our muscu muscular tone, also in our skin, things like that. So um, here again, very, very personal, everybody's body um, change, like, uh, has different uh, physical symptoms of the menstrual cycle. So get to learn yours. It will make you also, uh, will reassure you that, you know, it's not something that's wrong. It's just that it's normal because it's your cycle. It can also have an impact on your immune system. Uh, we are uh, less, uh, our immune system it tends to be weaker uh, right after the ovulation, um, for example. So it might be interesting to pay extra attention, uh, you know, <laughs> with COVID, for example, uh, to wear a mask and wash your, end, uh, your hands uh, often and everything when you're in that period, specifically because your immune system tends to be lower. So that's also, for example, I know that when, if I catch a cold, it's always in that uh, phase of my menstrual cycle. Uh, it happens like that every year. So this also helps uh, knowing that. Your physical activity might also be affected. You might feel like doing more intense activities in some phases and some uh, slower and more gentle uh, types of activities in other phases of your cycle. Your sleep also very, very impacted by it. So uh, make sure that you write down if you tend to do to have some insomnia in some phases uh, and others, maybe this way you can adapt your schedule based on that and uh, schedule more <laughs> more rest time, for example, um, that week or uh, naps, things like that to recuperate for the sleep that you didn't get. You um, can also affect your nutrition and specifically cravings. So there might be some phases in which you crave certain types of food, others other types of food. So this might be also interesting to uh, note, take note of that. Your dreams can also be impacted. You can notice that in some phases you will have more dreams than in others, uh, more intense dreams, uh, others less intense. So that's another thing that might be interesting to, to take um, note of. And then your libido, of course, can, uh, well, not can, is affected by your menstrual cycle. As I said, this is a non-exhaustive list, so really... Um, 
try to uh, check uh, with yourself, observe yourself and write down whatever you feel like uh, is important to, to check um, with your cycle. Um, and of course, I highly encourage you to track your cycle and take note of your observations to better understand your cycle. Um, I suggest doing that for at least three months because... Um, there might be some uh, elements that influence your menstrual cycle over like one month. For example, if you're more stressed or right now it's the winter, so maybe you already feel more tired uh, because it's winter. So this might have an influence on your energy level, for example, throughout your phases. Um, different things, if you had uh, like a stressful event uh, recently, uh, if you were sick, you know, so many things can affect your uh, all these elements in addition to your menstrual cycle. So doing um, the tracking for at least three months, you'll have a better picture. Uh, I suggest always tracking it because it's a really good indicator of your health overall, your menstrual cycle. So I think it's always good to, to um, take a few minutes every day to write it down. Um, but uh, yeah, basically, if you just want to get to know a bit more your cycle, three months should do the trick. And if you need help with that, with tracking your cycle, I have prepared a workbook uh, that you can use for that, um, that will uh, summarize the four phases I'm going to talk to you about in a bit. Uh, and also, um, you'll have a tracker for the month and also an instrument um, called the moon dial, which will help you uh, summarize after three months uh, your observations of your cycle and which will give you a better idea of uh, what are the patterns in your cycle. So if you want to get the workbook, you can find the link in the description box of the episode. And of course, I don't suggest um, writing down, you know, like observing maybe all of the elements I just mentioned, because that's quite a, a lot <laughs> to begin with, but maybe um, the most important ones like your mood, your energy, your emotion, uh, maybe your sociability and some physical manifestations, for example, you can start with that. And then as you get to know your cycle better, then you will be able to um, analyze other aspects of your cycle as well. So as I mentioned, while I was enumerating uh, the aspects that can be impacted by your menstrual cycle, these aspects will not be impacted in the same way throughout your cycle uh, because your cycle is not the same. It's a cycle. <laughs> so it changes. There are different phases in your menstrual cycle that will have different impacts on all of these elements because uh, each phase of the menstrual cycle is characterized by a specific cocktail of hormones which will have different impacts. Um, so here again, I just want to... Um, point out once again that no one is the same and that each cycle is different. So what I'm going to say right now, like the four phases, um, it's kind of a, a generalization of uh, what happens uh, usually in the menstrual cycle, but um, it doesn't mean that if yours is not exactly the same, that something is wrong with you or, you know, that your cycle is not correct in some way. It's just that those are kind of the standard phases, but everyone is different. So um, that's also why I really encourage you to track your own cycle because you'll see how your cycle is and uh, you will then be able to maybe compare it to what are the standards and still adapt the strategies um, to your cycle. Also, since this podcast 
is mostly about organization and productivity. I'm going to focus on uh, these aspects of the four um, phases, but uh, by using the tracker, um, I really encourage you to uh, analyze also other characteristics of your menstrual cycle that might have an impact. So the first um, phase of the menstrual cycle is the menstrual phase, as we said. Uh, however, the menstrual phase might not start for you with the first day of your menstruation. It might start a few days before. So it doesn't mean that because it's called the menstrual phase that its uh, impacts, let's say, are only from the first day of menstruation until the end of your menstruation as well. Um, so these are not f like rigid uh, phases, you know. Uh, you might start, you might be in your menstrual cycle, I mean, your menstrual phase, sorry, from like two days before menstruation until the second day of menstruation and then go on to the second phase. So I don't really like giving days because um, I feel like you really have to learn to feel your own body and see how, um, you know, when you are in which phase by uh, really analyzing yourself and what is going on in your body. So just like, but just as a general idea, it usually starts a few days before your menstrual cycle, uh, your menstruation, I'm going to be able to do this podcast, <laughs> uh, and uh, it lasts until the first few days of your menstruation, all here again, depending on how many days you bleed as well. So this has an impact as well. So during the menstrual phase, you have you tend to have low energy and low sociability. It's usually a period of uh, rest and introspection and you don't really feel like going out and being super uh, energetic and everything. And the counterpart of the menstrual phase in the moon cycle is the new moon. So as I said at the beginning, if you do use um, birth control, hormonal birth control, but still want to uh, go back to like a cyclical... Um, a bit more vibe, um, then um, the new moon corresponds to the menstrual phase of your cycle. The second phase of the, the menstrual cycle is the follicular phase. So this phase is characterized by high energy, uh, really positive emotions uh, and high sociability. So um, this is kind of the warrior <laughs> phase. Uh, you're ready to get on with your projects, you're all about action and problem solving and getting things done, basically. And the follicular phase corresponds to the first quarter of the moon cycle. Uh, the third phase is the ovulation. Uh, so this is also a period characterized by energy, high energy, high emotion and sociability. Here it's really like your interaction phase. You're very confident and you like to be with people, really caring. Uh, it's kind of the maternal phase, let's say, of the, um, of the cycle. So this is a good moment for collaboration and interaction. And the corresponding moon phase is the full moon, of course. Then we have the fourth phase, which is the luteal phase. Um, so this is usually the phase uh, where um, things get complicated. <laughs> it's a premenstrual phase. Um, it's characterized by uh, 
low energy um, and your emotions it's kind of ups and downs you can be super happy and then super uh, unhappy in like one second um, you can be very uh, irritable and things like that so um, emotionally it's not the easiest phase uh, and socially socially uh, you tend to want to uh, to be a bit more isolated and be by yourself and reflect because this is a um, usually a good period for a reassessment um, and uh, creation. You, you have a very good creative vibe during this phase, but because your emotions are up, uh, up and down, you tend to think probably, um, like it happens to a lot of people, I know it does to me, uh, you tend to think that whatever you do is shitty basically <laughs> um so it's uh yeah it's not the easiest phase but it's a very necessary phase because it's also a phase of transformation of letting go of what isn't working of analyzing what is working what isn't and making the changes needed so uh, it's not uh, an easy period, but as I said also in the last episode, in a cycle, everything is needed. You need both action and reflection um, to get things done. So uh, this is also the beauty of this uh, of the menstrual cycle is that you kind of have a guide to help you um, go through all the phases that are necessary in any project. So that's why I think the, the menstrual cycle is a really, really important tool um, to take into consideration and use uh, in your life because it gives you all the keys you need to succeed, basically. You have a phase for planning and uh, and rest. Then you have a phase of action and of courage to get things done. Then you have a phase to collaborate and uh, interact with people. So to let, you know, know about your project and things like that. And then you have a phase of assessment uh, and uh, transformation to help you start the new cycle. So everything is linked and everything is necessary to help you get things done. So that's why I think the menstrual cycle is such a, an interesting tool to get to know and use. And just one thing that I want to really make sure you understand as well that is very important is it's not because you have a menstrual cycle that it means that, oh, because you're in your luteal phase and not in your um, uh, ovulation phase, oh, you cannot go and give uh, a conference because you're not in your interaction phase. Like your cycle doesn't prevent you from doing anything. It's just that when you know it, you know when you are primed to do something, when is the best moment for you to do something like effortlessly because your body is made for that at this precise moment it's made to collaborate it's made to reassess it's made to create and be bold for example when you need it then if you can use this and harness this then things will get done much more easily and effortlessly really like it'll flow and you'll feel in sync with yourself and everything but it doesn't mean that when you're not in the right phase you cannot do what you know other things uh it's just that it's going to require a bit more effort. It's going probably to require more energy and, uh, and so on and so forth. So it's only that, but you are not um, defined by your menstrual cycle and your menstrual cycle doesn't prevent you from doing anything that someone that doesn't have a menstrual cycle can. So really, it's just that you have to adjust maybe a few things. For example, if... Um, 
someone asks you to give a conference during your menstrual phase, which is a, a phase in which you don't have a lot of energy and things like that, then uh, plan some like more rest time uh, around your conference because you will probably be very tired after the conference more than if you had done it during your ovulation phase or even your follicular phase, phases in which you have a lot of energy. So the only thing is like you can plan that and be like, okay, so after the conference, I'm not going to book any calls or I'm not going to book any meetings or I'm not going to plan on doing another thing that requires a lot of energy because I will probably be tired. So you can plan better your 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 your, uh, uh, your meetings and your tasks and things like that based on your menstrual cycle and adapt if it's not in the like most optimal phase. Just adapt your schedule to make sure that you do respect your body and its needs and that you don't go, uh, you don't push it over its limits. Because the thing is, if you don't listen to your body, for example, during your menstrual phase, if you don't take a little bit more time to rest and taking a little bit more time to rest can mean only like going to bed 30 minutes before or taking a nap in the afternoon during those days, um, or, you know, doing kind of a breath work at work to help you boost your energy and relax a little bit because you need more uh, rest during that phase. And if you don't take the rest during that phase, you'll see that you'll just kind of carry that um, tiredness throughout the whole cycle. And you know, your follicular phase and your ovulation phase, you will have less energy than if you had rested. And if you go on like that for a lot of time, this can also lead to exhaustion and burnout. So what I really like about cycles is that, as I said also in the last episode, is that they, they help you integrate this notion that you need both action and rest in your, in your life. And in spite of what our society tries to make us believe that we don't need rest or that rest is a reward for being productive. No, rest is part of who we are. It's We need it to be able to keep going on. So really embrace your menstrual cycle, get to learn it, Get like learn how to use it to your advantage and not seeing uh, it as your enemy. Because when you learn how to use your menstrual cycle, you can accomplish so many things. Seriously, it's incredible when you use your menstrual cycle and respect your body and its energy and its uh, strengths and its um, weaknesses at a certain moment in a cycle, like each phase will help you work on a certain aspect of your project and each aspect are crucial, as I said before. So, that's it. I hope uh, you enjoyed this episode, that uh, you will pay more attention to your menstrual cycle and uh, how it can help you get more things done while respecting your body. So don't forget to grab the workbook in which all the phases are uh, summarized and in which you also have the resources to help you track your menstrual cycle and analyze it and observe it uh, to better know it. So the link is in the description of the episode, of course. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. So as always, I wish you a zenly organized week and I'll see you for the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening until the end. You can go to zenlyorganized.com to find the episode's notes and all the mentioned resources. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and leave a review. It's a free and easy way to encourage the podcast. 
That's it for me today. I wish you a zenly organized week and I'll see you for the next episode. Bye.